0: DSN 1200 presents the Jim K. Ford Lincoln Post Game Show. Coming up, a complete analysis of tonight's game, including calls, texts, and emails. But first, tonight's three stars. Brought to you by Canadian Tire, Canada's Garage.
1: Welcome to the Jim K. Ford Lincoln Sens post-game show. The Sens uh, dominated by the Blackhawks, 5-0. Don't let the shot chart fool you. 35-21, Ottawa outshoots Chicago, but uh, it wasn't that type of game. Ottawa, horrendously sloppy uh, with the puck throughout the whole game. After one, uh, I said to CJ, I I said that was sloppy. Did not like that period despite them, whatever the shots were, 12-3. And then uh, we heard from... Uh, Alex Dabrinkit, who said the same thing, and it continued all night. There were odd man rushes after odd man rushes. It's not like it, five bad goals went in or every opportunity the Hawks had went in. Um, the, each, each opportunity was a three-on-one or a breakaway. Oh. It, was, it was bad. Uh, tough night. So welcome to the Jim K. Ford Lincoln Sense postgame show. Ottawa drops their first game of their five-game road trip 5 nothing and uh, snaps their five-game winning streak. And a lot of people upset. They, they, they understand you can't win 10 in a row here, five on the five on the road trip to go along with the five you already won. But I think a lot of people are upset that they dropped the easiest two uh, on, uh, on this trip because it's just going to get tougher from this point out. And uh, I think, can you s- summarize that as
2: maybe taking your opponent lightly and uh, just not working hard enough to beat them? I'm sure that's a question that the coaching staff is going to be asking themselves, um, over and over again, tonight. And to me, you're on to something there to start with. Still a relatively young team, as much as some people have talked about. Oh, this this team's reaching a new level of maturity. Okay, maybe to a certain extent, but. They're they're still still learning how to deal with with different circumstances. So here here's a circumstance where you're on a five game heater, playing the 31st place team in the National Hockey League, and everybody's expecting you to to win. City's on a high. Fans are chanting. All the feel you know, feels from, Broussard's game. Chicken returning to Ottawa. Family roots. All that stuff. And and I wonder if tonight maturity was an issue. In regards with the way they handled two things. First, the fact that you're playing the Hawks, 31st, and you've won five in a row. You're coming off a great game. You played a great game against the Rangers. You you dominated uh, Columbus, which you should do. And I wonder if they, they maybe just took the Hawks a little bit lightly. And the other thing I've been thinking about as I watched the game unfold was I, I wonder if the whole the way the whole Talbot thing went down, if some of that shook up some of the young guys too. Last last minute mm-hmm. goaltending change and and the kids got to go in and your veteran's not there in in goal. You know I, I'm just trying to look for reasons yeah. why this team would have been off. Yep. Right off the bat and Mandlazi not being there yet. You know the. uh E bug having to to dress just in case all that stuff. I wonder if that was just a little off putting uh, for them. And I know everybody will be saying, "Hey, they're professional hockey players." I, I'm just looking to try and come up with explanations for why a team that had been on such a heater could be so putrid tonight. Yeah. That this would that this was the November Senators that we saw tonight.
1: Yeah, well said. Um, we'll, giving we'll... giving
2: up odd man rushes left and right, not being able to finish, getting chances but not being able to finish, sloppy. It was just, uh, yeah, it was the November Senators that we saw tonight.
1: We'll get into it uh, throughout, but now it is time for the three stars brought to you by your Ottawa-area Canadian Tire Stores. And uh, third star this evening, uh, uh, Blackhawks goaltender Alex Stalock.
2: Yeah, 35 saves, and and I guess there probably wouldn't be a lot of nights for a goalie has a shutout, and you'd say he was the third star. But for all the shots the Senators had, did they really force him to? He made the one great save on on Chikrin who kind of shot it into his blocker in the shorthanded chance. Pretty good save on DeBrinket when he was getting hauled down by Zaitsev yeah. as well. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't like Staylock stole this game for them, and he was he was as good as he needed to be. Picked up the shutout. What he he ran his personal winning streak to seven games over the Senators, and even finished it off with some nice jawing with with <laughs> Kachuk, basically telling him to f off. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Definitely
1: something before
2: that too that you yes. caused.
1: Uh... Brady to try to challenge him, even though yeah. the linesman was holding him back. Yeah, so so Staal gets the third a fine, star.
2: <laughs> a fine night for the goaltender.
1: Uh, second star tonight. Uh, who had this uh, on their bingo card heading into the game? Uh, Anders Bjork.
2: Three primary assists. I mean his his job tonight apparently was setting up Seth Jones, and he did he did a great job of that. What a what a night! Um, three straight primary assists. I think it was, and uh, he he powered the uh, he powered the offense. Set the table for uh, our first star, Seth Jones, number one. Yeah, should have really had a hat trick. Uh, Sogard made a great stop him in the third period. There on another odd man rush, stopped Seth Jones from getting the first hat trick of his of his career. But he still winds up with still winds up with with two goals to pace the uh, the Blackhawks attack tonight.
1: And uh, the hardest working senator, we went with the nameless person who counts odd man rushes against <laughs> my vote was for the assistant to the traveling secretary for getting Mandalizi there yes yes but we settled on counting the odd man rushes because Whoever... dj's message was
2: no more oh, odd man, man rushes
1: against and that's all we saw from that point on
2: yeah yeah that that was a that was a tough job tonight keeping track of the odd man rushes because they were they were happening faster than you could write them down
1: so to recap, the three stars, number three, Alex Stalock number two, Anders Bjork, number one, Seth Jones, and the hardest working senator, the guy or girl who counts odd man rushes against. Now let's check out the TSN 1200 Outer Town Scoreboard brought to you by Senior Bear Barbecue Chicken Ribs Hockey. And okay, so it's a lot of tough news tonight. You get blown out by the lowly Blackhawks and surrender the chance at bagging two points. But the Oilers did beat the Sabres in regulation so Buffalo remains on 68 points as well. Uh, Elsewhere Sharks with a 3-2 overtime win over the Jets. Carlson with another couple points he's up to 82. Uh, The Flames uh, they had a 4-2 lead in the third period late. The Stars tied it but then Tyler Toffoli scored with like 5 seconds left to give Mm. Flames the 5-4 regulation win Uh, Elsewhere 0-0 Caps and Kings 12 minutes left in the second period uh, Canucks up 2-1 on the Preds, with 12 minutes left in the second in Vancouver. All right, let's take a break on the other side. Uh, we'll hear from Darren and Clark. We'll get to you guys. You're uh, patiently waiting. We'll get... So you can call us, 613-750-1200. You can text in at 12-1200. We're um, standard messaging rate supply. We're going to hear from DJ Smith, because DJ's already spoken. It's already in. Uh, so we'll hear from him after hearing from Darren and Clark. This is the Jim K. Ford Lincoln Sense Post Game Show on the TSN 1200. Ottawa Senators Radio Network.
0: You're listening to the Jim K. Ford Lincoln Sends Post Game Show on TSN 1200. Time to check out the play of the game. Here's a chop play down low, back to the
3: point it comes, skips off the stick. Hammonick back up ice, here's Kurashev to the line. Cuts in, drags, slide, scores! Dean, just as the Ottawa Senators were starting to generate some momentum offensively in the offensive zone, the Hawks break out. And Kurishev does a terrific job on an individual effort of sliding this one just off the bottom of the left hand
1: of Matt Sogard. There's a play of the game because uh, it was a sign, CJ. It was the game winning oh goal, boy. and it was a sign. Who, to saw, slop. who saw
2: that coming?
1: Oh, oh man. nobody. I didn't see it coming. Honestly, I, I thought with the way that they'd been playing and the emotional games... I guess there's always a crash, but the emotion and, and not, not just because they're on a winning streak, but because they were getting this, the secondary scoring from down the lineup yeah. and, and the blue line and just the way they were getting in and finishing checks on the D like, I just thought, okay, they're, they're basically playing playoff hockey now. And to first game against uh, his former team at home. And it's Chicago. I just, I didn't see it coming tonight in the past. Like guaranteed, like oh yeah, this is for sure trap game for the Sens. Yeah. They're gonna lose to this awful yep. team. But I just wasn't feeling it tonight. But I guess maybe I should have. Um, I don't. I don't know if it was the fact that they just overlooked yeah. and didn't work as hard as their as their opponent. What other factors went into it? But well, the other side of it, it's a loss, and uh, gotta react to it and show up on Thursday because you need yeah. now you need like at least six points on the rest of this trip.
2: Oh, geez, yes. Um, You just hope that they don't look back on this season if they come up just short and and you look at these two games against the Chicago Blackhawks because that's just going to make everybody feel so wistful and feeling that this was just such a wasted opportunity. And... I'll, I'll be interested to know like how deeply the coaching staff looks into this because it's easy to say, uh, yeah, you know, what we always hear these guys say, you just got to flush this one. We got another big game coming up. We need to, you know, focus on that. But for me, after the run that they've been on, for them to be as bad as they were tonight, and like I said, this was the November, this was November Senators bad tonight you 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 need to try and and figure out why Uh, and i think that means you know coaches having conversations with with players did they take the hawks too lightly were they shaken up by you know the, the last minute you know the last minute um Injury, uh, I guess last, it wasn't a last-minute injury. He got hurt Saturday, but the, the last-minute um, change where everybody thought Talbot was going to be playing and the next thing you know, he he can't play and there's a scramble to get Mandelizzi there and he's he's not there for the start of the game and it just it looked like the team was out of sorts to, to start the game. And I'd like to know what the coaches come up with in terms of, uh, you know, Getting to the bottom of it because there, there needs to be some important, important answers there in in the uh, in the growth of this team. Well,
1: we'll hear from uh, DJ in a moment, but let's go to the phone lines for 750-1200. Darren has been waiting patiently. Darren, uh, what are your thoughts on this five nothing loss to the Hawks?
4: Well, I think it was it was it was disappointing, but I could see that Brady Kachuk was he was frustrated because I saw how he, he smashed his stick. He was angry. He wanted to go after the goalie. He was so mad because they were really being nasty to him and they were playing. I found that Chicago is a bad team. They play dirty and they have their ways of playing. And you could see the frustration in his eyes. And the team, they were tired and they were frustrated because I think they were, they had their minds somewhere else. They weren't focused on the game. And I could see they were under a lot of pressure to perform and they're they're struggling like any other team. But, we're trying to be good, but we're having a lot of bad luck. And with our with uh, with the uh, Forsberg done for the season, with his injuries, I think they're depending on Sogard and Talbot, and they don't know where they stand. So they're just they're just frustrated right now. They're dealing with a lot, but I know they're gonna they're gonna come out of this because we're going to Seattle next, and I'm hoping that it will change. And that.
1: We lost you, but thanks for the call, there, Darren um, Clark. Let's uh, go right back to the phone lines. Clark is on hold. Clark, what are your thoughts on this five nothing loss to the Hawks? How are you Hi, guys.
5: Hey, Clark. Hey, I just wanted to mention that uh, DJ should have taken a note out of Cooper's book and benched just and Pinto after the second. For part of the second period.
1: Okay, yeah, thanks for the call. And on that note, we will go listen to DJ Smith and, and hear how he reacts uh, with the media anyways uh, to his team blowing a, a great opportunity here with a 5 nothing blowout loss to the Hawks.
3: Coach, obviously not the kind of game you expected to get from your team tonight.
6: No, absolutely not uh, right from the get-go. Um, just attention to detail, um, odd man rushes that we gave up. It was just it was everything that we hadn't done in the previous five games we did tonight. And, um, you know, it's, it's tough to explain, um, how well we've played to come out and do this. Um, but you got to turn the page quickly,
3: almost flush it, right? Get it out of your system. And if it's an early road trip here, it's early in the road trip. Yeah. I mean, we were feeling so good playing at
6: home and, and, and then to come out here and just no rhythm, no feel, um, you know, team wasn't prepared. You know, that's on me. My job is to get them prepared and push them every day. And we weren't ready to play today.
3: Like the five spot on, on Mad certainly wasn't reflective of his play tonight.
6: No, that has nothing to do with goaltending. We, we don't give up odd man rush. We're one of the tops in the league at odd man rushes against. And we must have given up eight to ten tonight. Um, just weren't ready to play.
3: Any explanation as to why you gave up so many? Just a...
6: Well, you know, we were pinching to keep pucks in and guys weren't covering. Just, you know, when we got trailing, um, it became everything to try and score. And when we're good, we check. We check with our feet, we check with our brain, and we don't give you much. And today we didn't do that. What's the word on cam? Is he okay? Um, we'll see um how he is for the next game if he's able to go is this an illustration that no team can be taken lightly in this league yeah i mean we we've said this over and over and it's it's hard to believe that we would take someone lightly considering where we're coming from and where we are um but you know there's a lot of games left and a lot of tough games left um and we just got to get right back to our game and uh you know there's probably some games we won that we shouldn't have won um and uh you know, this one here, certainly we're going to have to flush it, but, but it can't happen again.
1: There's TJ Smith uh, reacting to a 5 nothing loss. Says he wants to flush it and move on to the next one. But, yeah, they, I, I totally agree with the assessment that they didn't have it from the beginning. Even, like we said in the first intermission, they're up 12-3 in shots, down one nothing. It's like, it's sloppy. and And it got a lot worse. And, obviously, you could see on the TV broadcast and uh, he said it again there, the, the odd man rushes against. Uh, oh, it was the just, such, was just a, brutal. Yeah,
2: such a, yeah, such a fundamentally flawed game that they played in terms of their reads and the pinches. And, you know, we, we talked so much in the pregame about the significance of of um, Derek Broussard waving all the guys off of the bench to pose with him. And, you know, it looked like all these guys were playing for each other and had each other's backs and that wasn't the case tonight at all. So many times guys were left on an island by their teammates because they made bad reads or bad plays or turned the puck over. So I'm I'm it would be very interesting to have a full swing or drive to survive type thing with the cameras in there to record the conversations that go on over the next couple of days, because I, I, it's, it's easy just to say, Oh, just flush it and move, turn the page and move on. I think it, at this point now, after you won five to have that kind of game, I think it's important to try to at least come up with some answers as to why, why it happens, so that you can address it and make sure that it doesn't happen again.
1: All right, let's uh, rip through some texts here, uh, and then uh, what we'll do is take a break, and we'll hear from uh, some senators uh, live from the locker room. Brady Kachuk, uh, interesting to hear from the captain how he thinks of tonight's game. Uh, this unsigned texter might be the most disappointed I've ever been watching a Sens game. Uh, Stampeder Norm, this was embarrassing. It was 4 nothing after two, easily could have been six or seven. The goaltending isn't good enough to get this team into the playoffs. However, when you cough it up and give it up, that many odd man rushes. It doesn't matter who's in net. Cheers from Stampede or Norm. Uh, this unsigned texter says, Where was the timeout at 2 0? You wait till it's 4 0? You couldn't see this team out of sync early in the game. Coaches are paid to react and react. Smith doesn't react. He might read the, but he misses the moment. Frustrating. At least he owned his failure to get the team ready to play. Um, Neil and Westboro actually I was going back and forth with Neil and Westboro a little bit here. Hey guys, what a disappointing loss. Allow me, if you will, when the media stop making excuses for Thomas Shabbat, it isn't abundant isn't it abundantly clear that this is the player he is by now? His lack of awareness and ur- urgency is baffling. He produces next to nothing five on five, and nothing close to a threat with his shot on the power play. All I've heard is he plays too much or he needs a new partner. Stop with the excuses already. He's not among the top 40 D men in the league. It's not piling on, it's reality. Thanks for the voice, Neil from West Neil later went on to clarify he didn't necessarily mean you and I or the station and just media in general, um, because I, I I'm, I'll speak for myself. I haven't been giving Shabbat the out this year about the minutes or the partner. I, I do think his minutes are too, too high, but I, I haven't been using that as a crutch in terms of why his game has slipped this year. I, I think obviously it's been a real tough season for him this year. Um, there has been some really good moments. Like, I think his his stretch of games after he returned from concussion and the Philly game was was pretty good there's there's been other stretches um but a lot of times this year especially in his own end uh, it's it's been real tough for him and and tonight and not not to just pick on shabbat this this text pointed out Shabbat um everyone was pretty bad tonight um uh, but he had a real tough night uh in terms of tracking gapping his stick his everything just got lost at times especially in that four on four
2: yeah that 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 second goal was was not good. It, it starts with him turning the puck over. Like I said in the, uh, the second intermission, from that point on, he kept going to where the puck was. And it just kept giving the Hawks an opportunity to reload and reload and reload in, in the Ottawa zone. And then inexplicably, he went out to the point along with Claude Giroux the two of them went out to the point. Giroux was already there. Shabbat goes out to the point. And now that creates the, the two-on-one down low. And Jones winds up with the tap in at the back door to make it, it 2 nothing. And who would have thought at that point that <laughs> that would be the insurance goal? You're still thinking that the Senators would find a way to get themselves back into this game. But, you know, i, I mentioned in the pregame show that it's not inconceivable to me when we were talking about managing the salary cap for this team and who do you sign and do you bring to bring it in and I mentioned that maybe Shabbat could be the third best defenseman on this team at $8 million behind Chikrin and and um, Jake Sanderson and but tonight was a good example of of why I I feel that way. There's just so much inconsistency to his game. There's no doubting his skating ability. But frequently the reads are just awful, and 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 there's a it it feels like a lack of urgency to his game. So it'll it'll be interesting to see. How things realign themselves with yeah. Chikrin being here.
1: Well, now and now that you've had the five game winning streak snapped, like you can almost feel or guarantee that there's going to be shuffling yeah. for practice uh, before the Seattle game, and and yeah. see where where Chikrin slots. Um, I, I'm sure Patrick Brown's going to get in the lineup, and, and somebody right. will come out. Uh, we'll see what else they they do with the lineup, but it hey, it's it's been pretty solid uh, for a good month now. Um, tonight just frustrating for a lot of fans because of the opponent and well, it's and how a, they it's, a,
2: it's a monumental loss. Yeah. You got you got dummied 5 nothing by the 31st place team in the league. And it could have been And worse. by the coach's count, you gave up eight or 10 odd man rushes. Come on. Yeah. Appalling. And if something like your your veteran goalie not being able to go and there being a scramble in terms of who the starting goaltender was going to be, if that's going to put you off, this team is far from mature enough to be able to handle a, a march down the stretch here. It's going to be very interesting to see how they come out against Seattle. Big time.
1: And if you remember last time as we had to break, when Seattle was in Ottawa, they dominated them. It was like watching the Globetrotters. So, you know, they're going to need to bring it the way that Seattle plays five on five. They speed bagged the Senators yeah. in Ottawa. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We're going to hear from uh, the captain, Brady Kachuk. He was uh, obviously fired up a couple of times in this one. We'll hear from Shabbat as well. After a 5-0 blowout loss to the Blackhawks, the Jim K. Ford Lincoln Sens postgame show and the TSN 1200 Ottawa Senators Radio Network.
0: You're listening to the Jim K. Ford Lincoln Sens postgame show on TSN 1200. Let's go downstairs and check things out live from the locker room.
1: Welcome back to the Jim K. Ford Lincoln Sens postgame show. Uh, the Blackhawks pummel the Senators 5-0 to snap their five-game winning streak onto Seattle Thursday. Um, but let's hear what the, the captain, Brady Kachuk, thought of his team's effort against one of the worst teams in the
7: NHL tonight.
3: Brady, obviously not the type of game that uh, you anticipated here from your team this evening.
7: No, not good. Um, unacceptable.
3: Any explanation for, I guess, flatness, the best way to describe
7: it? I mean, just, just I guess we took him lightly. Um, yeah, you got it. I guess we forgot that's where we we were at not too long ago and um, Yeah, I mean nobody was good tonight, including myself. I wasn't there, I wasn't ready and um can't happen at this point of the season when we're trying to make this push here.
3: Down one nothing after one. The game's still very much up in the air. Early start to the second period here. Is it just a matter of pressing too hard for that equalizer?
7: Well, I think we're just cheating everywhere. I mean, it's just we're just looking for you know, offense looking for points, and um, we'll never win um, with that mindset. Brady, how important after a game like tonight is it for to, to the team to show their support for your own goaltender, you know, who, who had a better game than uh, maybe the final score reflects? I told him, it, uh, no, throughout the game, it's none of this is your fault. Like we just completely screwed you um, right from the start. We weren't the way we played. It, it's um, we completely left them out to dry, and that's just never. What we want to do as a team is, you know, those goalies, um, you know, all the goalies we have who've you know, stood on their heads, made the big saves, and, and stole us games throughout this whole year. Um, it's honestly unacceptable that we just leave them out to dry like that. It's a little great. bit of
8: frustration and at the end of the
7: game there. Yeah, I just um, didn't like what was said. And um, yeah, um, just leave it at that. Yeah.
1: There's Captain Brady Kachuk in conversation with the media after a 5-0 loss. Uh, CJ, I really like how he handled that. Um, we just listened to the coach, and and, and again, I'm not th- trying to throw the coach under the bus here, but he, he has one message about moving on, etc. And the what went wrong with the odd man rushes. I love the way Brady handled that with, uh, I guess we took them lightly, I guess we forgot that's where we were not too long ago. We were cheating, unacceptable, embarrassing. um
2: <laughs> what did you say to sogir? Yeah, we just completely screwed, yeah, you. oh man yeah that's that's pretty much it, and the captain should make sure that things are not pleasant around the senators for the next couple of days after that effort for all the all the the good feels they've had for the last couple of weeks. It should not be pleasant around the Senators for the next couple of days. That was just a, you know, I used the word appalling, and I think it's appropriate. It was an, an appalling performance. After, you know, talking about the tightness of this group and playing for each other, it was so much individual play tonight. It'll be interesting to see how they uh, address this as as players and how they change things for the game against Seattle.
1: All right, let's uh, hear from the assistant captain, Thomas Shabbat, and uh, how he felt his team played tonight.
3: pretty clear example of when you deviate from the game
9: plan, things can go horribly wrong no matter who you're playing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're it's going to happen some nights that things all go your way and uh, get off to the start of the game and it's uh, not the way we play and it's going to happen, but we just got to learn to – to move on from that and, and learn from it, I mean, obviously, uh, those are all big games here coming for us, and um, it's not always going to go our way. We've played some great hockey lately. Um, this is one of those games that you watch, and uh, there's a huge, huge game coming up in Seattle facing a great, great team, and um, it's a long road trip. Get a lot of games ahead of us. Obviously, everybody's frustrated. No one's happy right now, um, but the biggest thing for us is, is focus on the next game and focus on what we have ahead of us. Yeah forgot this one completely. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's what we said in the room after. It's We know we what we did wrong. We all know the mistakes we did. We're all aware of it. Um, we're a great hockey team in here. We've got a great group of guys, and we're going to stick together, and we're going to move on to the next game.
7: So this isn't the result, obviously, you wanted. Is it important to kind of remember that, you know, since maybe end of December it's been, uh, like you said, winning hockey and you know, to focus on the bigger picture of this road trip taking uh, game by game?
9: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not – It's not that easy to do I mean uh, after a game like that no one's uh thinking that everybody's frustrated everybody's met um the way we played and uh but no like like you said I think we've been playing some good hockey um this is is a game you watch you focus on what's ahead we got a lot of games on this road trip it's a long road trip uh, and there's a lot of hockey ahead of us for the rest of the season and um obviously no one's happy right now we're all frustrated but um, move on to the next game. Important
7: for the group to show support to Matt Sine, who actually had a, a pretty good game despite the final
9: score. 100%. I mean, it's a, like I said, we all said it to him at the end of the game. It's none of it's on him. Uh, we gave so many young men rush. We gave him, uh, gave the other team a lot of scoring chances, and um, they found the back of the net. So he he stood up. He held strong the rest of the game, and and not, none of that is on him. That's for sure.
1: There's Thomas Shabbat in conversation with the media, and I, I think both of those. Players were true to their character. Brady, kind of fiery and 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 says what's on his mind when uh, when they're going through a situation like this. Shabbat, typically that's the way he handles um, his media availabilities. What did you think of the way he did so tonight?
2: How about you get mad after a game like that? You're in the middle I of a playoff race. That. You're in the middle of a fight for a playoff spot. Just flush it. Let's look forward to the next game. Move on. Get mad. You should be mad after a game like that. Be fired up for the next one. Learn from all your friggin' mistakes that you made tonight. And not just be like, oh, let's flush it. And let's just move on. Like that. Get mad. Let's see some fire, some emotion. Yeah.
1: Even if, because clearly he's not a guy that, that does that often. So I'd like to see it every now and then. Especially yeah. after something like tonight. Maybe he shows it in different ways. Maybe he does in the room. But, uh.
2: That's not what the fans want to hear. No. When you're in the, the middle, of a, you're in the middle of a playoff race. Be angry now. That, that's where you've got to. This isn't about, oh, let's. we're in the middle of a rebuild, you know? Let's learn from this and move on. You're in the middle of a fight for a playoff spot. Don't give me the just flush it.
1: Get fired up from it. Games are too crucial right now. Alright, let's take a break. We will hear from Dr. Bob and Chris on the phone lines what they thought of... Uh... The captain's media availability as well as Thomas Shabbat's. How uh, they feel about the 5 nothing loss. Dr. Bob was in Chicago. Dr. Bob drove to Chicago to witness that slaughter. How's the, how's the good doctor doing? We'll find out on the other side. The Sens lose 5 nothing. Their five-game winning streak comes to an end. They continue their five-game roadie Thursday in Seattle. This is the Jim K. Ford Lincoln Sense postgame show on the TSN 1200. Ottawa Senators Radio Network.
0: The Jim K. Ford Lincoln Sens post-game show continues on TSN 1200.
1: Welcome back to the Jim K. Ford Lincoln Sens post-game show. The Sens destroyed 5-0 by the lowly Blackhawks. Let's go to the phone lines, 613-750-1200. Dr. Bob was in Chicago. Dr. Bob, how are you feeling uh, after witnessing that tonight? Uh...
5: Well, CJ and Graham, just like you guys were saying, it was. Uh, and Brady was very clear; they, they just weren't ready. Um, it's a degree of immaturity, I think. Uh, thinking back to you finish a bunch of medical exams, and then there would be a big relief. They just totally let down. Um, I think they're angry in the room. I think they understand how to do that, probably CJ, but they should, you know, Brady sort of expressed that a bit there, but another stat that sort of shows that they just weren't there is uh, block shots. Um, The TSN tabulation of that shows three block shots for Ottawa and 18 for Chicago. Sogard wasn't bad. He just had a lot of really good chances against him, as as they said. Uh, Odd odd man rushes. Um, Chicago's a really nice stadium. I think it was probably the fewest number of people Stadium that I've seen on the tour so far. It was a pretty empty stadium, but the people were really nice. Shout out to Brandon pillar from Locktown Senators and then uh a couple of people from Chicago who were we- wearing Senator outfits, uh Sean and Michelle. Sean's originally from Centertown, Ottawa. So, so you're on- to say just like everybody said.
1: You're on to Seattle now, Doctor Bob?
5: Yeah, I'm on to Seattle. My uh, GPS says it's 3,500 kilometers. I'm going to do three three nights of car camping. I'm going to get to about Des Moines, Iowa. And looking at the temperatures, you know, a couple of weeks ago it was minus 20. It's it's zero. So it should be pretty easy to sleep.
1: Right on. Well, uh, drive safe and talk to you the next one. All right, let's go back to the phone lines here. Chris has been patiently waiting. Chris, how are you feeling tonight? Well, uh, drive safe and Hello. Hey, Chris. What's going yeah. on? How are you feeling tonight?
8: Hey, I'm I'm doing good.
1: Yep. What's on your mind? Oh, turn your uh, turn your radio down there, Chris. Yeah, no problem.
8: Uh, yeah, well, well, I understand uh, that you guys need to be critical, and uh, I, that's good. That's what we need to get better as a team, and we just need to remember where we were last year. And I know you know that, and we all need that. We're improving. Um. We are not mature enough yet, but that can change in a hurry. These are things game by game, and we've seen the progression of this team over the last, and look, I'll say Talbot, you know, being injured, that's a veteran goalie, okay, so now we have two rookies in there, and I mean, well, whatever, and they're on the road, 8 p.m. start in Chicago, uh they've been playing well. It's very easy to get overconfident. I uh we're not going to win every game. So we just put this behind us. That's thank you very much guys.
1: Yeah, thanks for the yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for the call, Chris. Um I'll just CJ what I'll do now is I'll just read there's there's a ton of texts that come in. There there a lot of them are hitting on the similar type of thing. So I'll yeah. I'll just read a few and then you can react to them. Uh, because some people are irate and some people are, hey, you know what? That's uh, It's one loss on to the next one. So um, Eric from Hamilton says, this has to be one of the sloppiest games I've ever seen. Not one player looked like they were ready to play tonight. It was painful to watch. They need to clean up their act or they'll get swept on this road trip. We've got good players now. Uh, so time is now to start questioning the system or is it the loss on the players? That comes in from Eric. Um, from This comes in from a Disgust fan. Um The Senators left their heart and luggage at the counter with their, I don't know what that word is. It's just a couple typos. Effort tonight like that. They don't deserve to make the playoffs from a disgusted fan. Um Spill says, disappointing game, but you can't win them all. Last time uh, was such an emotional set of games last week with the back-to-back against Detroit Broussard's 1,000th game celebration of that. Uh, versus Columbus, the team just crashed. DJ just got to press the reset button and let's go out to the West and get some points. Playoffs are still in reach from Spills. Jeff says one point back of Pittsburgh in the standings would have looked oh so good. Uh, meat of the order says good night, fellas. Staying up late, getting bleep pumped, and bringing back all the memories. I can only assume the boys had a drinking competition in Chicago last <laughs> night. I don't know who won, but we all lost tonight from the meat of the order. Want me to keep ripping through some? It's your show. Let's do that. Bob says, Chickren trade is Matt Duchesne point two, 2.0. Having missed the playoffs, no Connor Bedard or first round pick. The trade should never have happened until at least the off season. The players are mailing it in after the GM gives them help. The fans have to suffer. Comes in from Bob. I disagree with that. I appreciate the text, Bob, and the thoughts. I just think you can't wait. He did wait on Chickren All year he outweighted his counterparts. Yeah. He yeah. outweighted Arizona and he got a pretty good deal for a guy that is going to a give you a push this year but be in for at least two more years here. At a, a good price. You're in the summer at a good price. Yeah. You wait till the summer and more teams up. open up. Look at the teams that just traded for the, like the expiring the unrestricted free agents. Maybe they end up signing Chickren in the yeah. offseason. I I I disagree. I, I appreciate the text, but I I'm not going to there's been a lot of heat sent towards the GM from a number of us for a number a long time. I'm I'm not I'm not putting any heat on him for acquiring Jake Chirkin for what he no, did.
2: No, no, and you didn't give anybody up off your roster.
1: Kristen uh, Vancouver. I hope they understand this was going to be an extremely frustrating game uh, against a team of commodity players hoping to stay in the league. Even I know they weren't going to need to stay patient and grind out an ugly win. That was an incredibly immature game, and they played trying to force offense completely unacceptable. Chris in Vancouver. Drew in Vancouver says, Hey, Graham, look, it was no one's night tonight. However, I have concerns about Shabbat since his junior days. He's what we call a swooper in the hockey world. He doesn't stop on pucks. He's not hard to play against. Has one hand on the stick in the D zone. Win or lose many nights. Parts of Shabbat's game concern me and should concern many alike. You can't be the third best D on a team making $8 million a year. It just won't work down the road once this team is competing in the playoffs. A place like Shabbat will be even more exposed once the forecheck is quicker, faster, harder. Love to hear your thoughts from Drew in Vancouver.
2: I think we pretty much addressed it on pregame and the second intermission, and that's and fair. Post-game. Drew
1: did text that in before our thoughts on it on the yeah. postgame, so yeah. just wanted to represent his uh, his text.
2: But I did make the point in, in the pregame show that he could wind up being the third best defenseman on this team making $8 million. And I'm just mm-hmm. saying like when it comes to your your salary structure and, and putting a team together, when you are getting close to the cap, when you think about trying to sign to Brinkett and having to give Sanderson a, a contract that um, having your your third best D making $8 million could become a problem. All right. Four more texts. This one comes from Pat from Montreal. Only
1: positive, Eric Brandstrom. Really solidifying himself as the number five on our team. Uh, this one I think is unsigned. Hey guys, can we put a fork in the playoff talk? And then Shabbat apologist can zip it too. He's terrible. Who knows if there's ever a trade, even a trade market for him. But he'll be the odd man out once it's time to extend Chikrin. Losing to the worst him in the league. Starting a career backup goalie just can't even happen. You're fighting for a playoff spot and you have a Hayman-Ager uh, like a, just bust out of a slump and have a career night. Oof. Comes in unsigned. Um, we were getting heat last week for not mentioning the playoff talk, and now we're getting heat for mentioning the playoff talk. Look, they could have been <laughs> 1.0 point out tonight. So, you know what? The reality is they've, they've fought back into this position, and you can't please everybody, but appreciate the text. Uh, Joseph says, fatal flaw in this team is Talbot for Gustafson. Gustafson has a season-save percentage 933 and was just voted the third star of the week, while Talbot has been injured and frequently approaching Matt Murray territory. It may sound harsh to criticize Dorian for the trade after the good work he's done bringing in to Brinkett, Giroux, and Chickren, but it was a real stinker and may sink the team. Comes in from Joseph. And I got a funny one for you here, all right? CJ, all right, We need night, We
2: need that. Close we need
1: night, something funny. James and Cornwall. Boys, tomorrow's garbage day. Just when I thought it was safe to throw out the keg of Haterade, I have to drink it back in after this from James and Cornwall. And that goes back. I My go, pregame James. intro, I said, CJ has ditched the Haterade. He's now <laughs> doing keg stands of the Kool-Aid. James went to the curb and got the Haterade back yeah. for this evening. All right. That does it for our uh, reaction. We'll uh, take a break, look at the Outer Town scoreboard, wrap things up. This is the Jim K. Ford Lincoln Sense post-game show on the TSN 1200 Ottawa Senators Radio Network.
0: The Jim K. Ford Lincoln Sands postgame show continues on TSN 1200.
1: Alright, let's check out the TSN 1200 of Town School Board brought to you by Sandy Bear Barbecue, Chicken Ribs, Hockey. Alright. Brutal night for the Senators, but you're a Sens fan looking for some positives. How about the Ziggy Oilers beating the Sabres 3 2 in regulation? Another two goals for Connor McDavid. He's going to score 60 any day now. Let's push for 70. What a stud. How about, speaking of studs, Eric Carlson? I told CJ, like, i like, I had, we finally have five TVs in here. So, I was watching the corner of my eye during when the Sens were getting blown out, the uh, Jets Sharks game. Carlson had zero points. There's 11 seconds left in the game. He ties, uh, well, he assists on the game tire, and then he sends Logan Couture in on a breakaway in overtime. 2.9, 82 on the year. Ties a career high. Drive for 100 continues for Carlson. Well,
2: and we're seeing something special, as we talked about on the uh, pre-game show or one of the intermissions. Mike Kelly from the NHL pointing out that he's also on pace to uh, to join the greats of the game in terms of five on five points this season. He's already got the fourth highest total, so Nuts. it'll be interesting to see. Yeah,
1: what a freak! Love it. Uh, the Flames avoid disaster. They blew a four two third period lead, uh, but then Toffoli scores with about five seconds left to give them the five four win over Dallas. So massive win for the Flames, who absolutely needed absolutely needed it. Uh, elsewhere, Kings up 2-1 on the Caps with 17 minutes left in the third. 2-2 so, now. Oh, it's 2-2. Ovechkin no. Ovechkin scored. Oh, no. There's sixteen thirty-seven left in the third. 2-2. Let's go, Kings. Canucks have a 3-1 lead on the Preds. 14 minutes left in the third period. And that does it for the on scoreboard. CJ, some final thoughts on this one. Overall, what's your reaction to Seeing the five-game losing streak snapped. 5 nothing to the Blackhawks. One of the worst teams in the league. Giving up about 500 odd man
2: rushes. I don't want to think that I'm more upset about this loss than some of the players are. <laughs> but listening to Thomas Shabbat after the game. Don't just flush it. Get mad about it. You lost to the 31st place team in the league and got dummy doing it. You look like a worse team than the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. Get mad and carry that anger into the game against Seattle on Thursday.
1: Absolute must. That is our next broadcast Thursday. Sens and Kraken. And uh, if you remember correctly, uh, the Kraken made... Themselves look like the Globetrotters, and the Sens look like the Generals uh, when they visited Canadian Tire Centre earlier this year. So uh, this kind of effort tonight will not fly in Seattle. Need a bounce back, and uh, they need at least six points here on the remainder of this trip to uh, stay in the fight. On to Thursday. The Sens fall 5 nothing to the Blackhawks. Thank you for listening. Thanks to uh, Cam Clement. I called him Cam Talbot in the pregame show. Thanks to Chris Stevenson.
2: At least our Cam showed up. Yeah.
1: I love a salty CJ. Oh, thanks to Dean and Gord. Oh, I told Cam to get the Euler goal horn earlier. It never worked out during our scoreboards, but there you go. There's some positivity. Thanks for listening. Have a great night.